Welcome to another edition of the Twins Wrap here on the Mighty 790 KFGO, brought to you by Jefferson Lines. Derek Hansen with you, along with the television voice of the Minnesota Twins, Dick Bramer. The Twins split a doubleheader against the St. Louis Cardinals yesterday. And, Dick, one of the happiest things I was, you know, that made me happy anyway, is that you're able to get both games in and avoid the thunderstorms. I was watching the radar, and it just looked like it went around St. Louis. Yeah, when we hit the air yesterday, we weren't sure we were going to be able to get both games in. And uh, the Twins, of course, now with back-to-back off days, they'll enjoy that. But the Cardinals really needed the off day today because they've got another doubleheader with Detroit tomorrow. And I don't think anybody ever wants to have a postponement or a rain delay. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the Twins uh, looked like they were in control of things in the second game, uh, but ended up with the split. So now the Twins, with the back-to-back off days, they've got a couple of off days coming up the last week of the season. And uh, they're really, I think, Derek, in good shape here for what we're we're all hoping for, uh, which is a long playoff run. Yeah, no question. I I guess one of the questions I have for you is, you know, let's start with the bad news first. Randy Dobnik looked like he was off to a good start, as you said. Well, offense going for the Twins, but boy, the second outing in a row now where it's just kind of, when the rails came off, when it went off the rails, it went off the rails in a quick hurry. Well, he had a good one in between there. He had a good start uh, against the White Sox and was taken out, or actually against the Tigers, I should say, was taken out after five innings. And in last night's uh, game, he was brought back on three days rest. And I don't know whether that was a factor or whether it was Matt Carpenter's line drive that just whistled right past his ear because after that, uh, he wasn't the same pitcher. And I, I, I don't know, frankly, what the issue was, but he couldn't throw strikes. He hit batters. He looked... Nothing like the pitcher that got six outs uh, very quickly in the first two innings of the ball game. So you, you hope it's just a, was a bad outing. I don't expect anybody's too concerned about Randy, but the Twins were in position to get the doubleheader sweep, and instead it ended up with the split. Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, just the fact that Nelson Cruz is back and what he's able to been what he's been able to do in these double headers and sets a record too. <laughs> he is so much fun to watch and to have that threat up there. They really missed him. You could tell on Sunday too. Yeah, he uh, you know they did okay without him when they gave him back to back off days, and now he'll have a couple days to rest and recover. But it really is remarkable. I mean, he's in the top five in the triple crown categories. Might win a home run title. Might win a batting title. And all of this at the age of 40. And uh, I think he would tell you that one of the reasons he's done as well as he's done is, you know, he's been handled pretty cautiously uh, by Rocco Baldelli. They want him to be ready to go uh, come uh, the postseason in the hopes that he and Buxton and Sano and Garver and all these guys will be playing at their peak for what is hoped to be, as I said before, an extended playoff run. What is the status of Garver right now? Well, uh, during the homestand over the weekend, we saw him uh, working out both behind the plate and at the plate. He was taking cuts. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me if he returned when the Twins get back to target field for their three-game series with Cleveland. Uh, You know, it's an oblique thing, so you're, you're... Prepare. You have to be prepared for setbacks of any kind, but he looked like he was uh, pretty aggressively going after things uh, during the Tiger series uh, before the game, of course, uh, at Target Field. So it wouldn't surprise me uh, if he's not back in the lineup sooner rather than later. And then shortly after that, sometime, I would suspect on a week-long road trip in Chicago, 
that Max Kepler would rejoin the lineup as well. You know, on the line to the catcher there, I think that's why, and I think so many fans like myself love him, really why Williams Asadio, especially when you have to have all these double headers, really comes in handy. Yeah, I, I think he's an accomplished hitter. I think we've had a couple of plays while he's been catching where you know, we're reminded that he really isn't a very good defensive catcher uh, with uh, you know, wild pitches, pass balls, and things like that. And I guess the opportunity that Ryan Jeffers has been given in Mitch Garver's absence has really opened a lot of eyes. This young man's really good behind the plate. Uh, he got his first uh, big league home run the other day, uh, hitting it to straightaway center field, 440 feet roughly, not a cheapie by any means. So I, I think the catching, the future of catching for the Twins is very good uh, long term with uh, Garver and Jeffers, and the hope is they'll both be ready to go you know, come playoff time. Well, that was my next question, too, what Jeffers has done. And it seems like he gets along pretty well with his battery mates, too. Yeah, and, of course, we don't want to forget about Alex Avila, who's, you know, been serving uh, nicely as a backup, but he had uh, some tightness on his lower back. So it'll be interesting to see what the Twins' playoff roster looks like, how many pitchers they're going to have, uh, which players are healthy. But the hope is that some of these key guys that were a part of this wonderful lineup the Twins had last year will not only be healthy, but they'll have the necessary at-bats needed to, you know, get uh, into a groove uh, heading into October. You know, it's amazing. It's so nice to get Donaldson back, but you got to think if this team can get healthy, because you know, it's hard to believe we're talking about this weekend. It's already the middle of September and just a few weeks left of the season. But if they can get a Max Kepler back and they can get this lineup, because we're seeing right now when, when you have everything clicking, it is really fun to see Snow and Cruz and Donaldson. It, is really, it shows you what this could be in October if they can get there with the full lineup. Well, and I think the return of Josh Donaldson has just been huge. Um, you know, when the Twins were struggling in Detroit a week and a half ago, uh, Nelson Cruz said as much. He said you know, the team was just lacking some intensity. Well, uh, well, Josh Donaldson brings enough intensity for the whole roster. <laughs> uh, and just to have him back, forgetting the fact that he's been a productive hitter and has really hit the ball hard in uh, his return to the lineup. But uh, the personality, I think, of this team on the field really changes uh, when Donaldson uh, got back, when Buxton got back, and, you know, Byron just, you know, he, he brought so much to the table in the homestand, and the hope is that uh, he'll stay healthy because of the much more dynamic twin team with him in the lineup. You know, Eddie Rosario is kind of like the equivalent of a Stefan Diggs to me, where I just love watching him when he plays well, and then he does stuff to drive me crazy. <laughs> I'm sure that's kind of what you probably feel sometimes, too, because he's so talented, but then he makes some, some just some oddball plays sometimes. It leaves you scratching your head. Yeah, well, you, you don't like to see, um, I'll call them rookie mistakes made uh, from a veteran player. Now, Eddie's been around for quite a while. Uh, and he knows he shouldn't be running through a stop sign. A third base coach is, is putting up there. And, you know, just when a you know, pitcher looks like he's struggling a little bit, Eddie will chase a pitch and pop it up. And so, yeah, that, you know, it, it, frankly, I think is a, a concern for a lot of Twins fans that he's so erratic and he'll make you marvel at, you know, something he does on the field. But then just as quickly something happens and you go, well, wait a minute, you know, we learned not to do that in Little League. So, um, you know, it's uh, he's an enigmatic ball player. That's the best way to put him. And I guess the disappointment comes from the fact that 
uh, you know, some of the same mistakes we saw in his rookie season we're still seeing four, five, six years in. Two days off here now, and I, I'm certainly, I'm sure it's nice for you, but uh, let's talk about this team too, because I think the biggest thing for me, and I, I would think you would agree, is that the bullpen's going to get a little rest here going into this key uh, weekend going into next week against both Detroit, I should say the White Sox and Cleveland. I mean, this is a huge stretch here. Yeah, I mean, the two teams that are in contention for the division lead with the Twins, I, I was encouraged when the White Sox came to target field last week that uh, the Twins pitched so well against that lineup because that lineup was really swinging it well. And in the three games, they gave up just one home run. So, I, you know, I think the potential is there. Uh, I think the starting pitching uh, can match up well with the White Sox and the Indians. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because the Twins aren't going to be playing uh, after this uh, next week, uh, you know, after they have the three games uh, at home with Cleveland and then the four in Chicago against the White Sox. They're done with those teams right now. The Twins have the edge in the season series. They won both series against the White Sox and they won both series against the Indians. So if you if you can, you know, expect that the Twins will do well in the week ahead, uh, starting Friday night against the Indians, well, then this team might be back on top of those two teams in the standings. And uh, we'll just have to wait and see how this plays out. I, I, I really believe with three teams bunched together like that, it is going to go down to the last weekend of the season. I think the fact, you know, you look at Brio's pitching so well, and and uh, and that's what they really needed. Odorizzi, obviously, you know, been banged up. But to get Pineda back, and I know that you were frustrated with him last year, and, of course, having Medea doing what he's doing. I mean, I think the good thing is is that they do seem like they have three guys right now that are really rolling for them. So that's the good news. Yeah, that's without Odorizzi, who they hope to work back into shape. Uh, without Rich Hill, without Homer Bailey. I mean, you're looking at Barrios. I think Domnak is going to be a playoff game starter. Uh, you've got Maeda and Pineda. So you've got four guys right there, even if the other guys don't get uh, the innings uh, remaining to you know get sharp and stay sharp. There's a lot of depth, and then that might mean that well, Rich Hill might go to the bullpen and be a valuable left-handed reliever uh, out of the pen. You know, the guy who might be the odd man out, to be perfectly honest, is Homer Bailey. He hasn't picked up a ball in more than a month. Uh, I don't know with 15 games left whether there's enough time to give him a start or two uh, to hopefully have him regain his sharpness. So it's, it's uh, you know, he may be the odd man out, but I think the starting rotation uh, can be good enough to pitch toe-to-toe with the Indians and the White Sox. My final thing for you, just kind of looking at this, uh, you know, looking at this whole situation, talking about racing for the division, because it looks like the Twins are in, but with as well as they play at target field, Dick, I think, you know, I want to see them get some home field advantage here. I I want them to be one of the top four seeds when it comes to this best of three series. Yeah, I was interested over the weekend in working with Justin Morneau. He's a big believer in the home field advantage, even if they play in the bubble and you're the home team in Southern California. The the advantage you have when you bat last, uh, you know, obviously there aren't going to be any fans in the ballpark wherever the Twins were, were, would, would play, but the advantage you have when you bat last, particularly towards the end of the games, of course, you've always got a chance, and so... I was uh, interested in Justin's comments. He thinks the Twins uh, attempt to get um, home field advantage and a higher seed 
uh, could really pay off for them uh, when, you know, a lot of people think, well, look, once you're in, you know, if all the American League games are in, say, Southern California, how much does it mean whether you're seated, you know, second or seventh for that matter? But, uh, you know, I think everybody wants to win. I, I think that getting players rest uh, the final week of the regular season will be important. But within that, you have to remember the Twins have two off days that last week. So getting rest for the players shouldn't be an issue, and maybe that'll help the Twins increase their seating and, and actually get the home field advantage for a series or two or three. Interesting. So I guess I've heard a little bit about that, but really the rumblings are maybe a Southern California bubble for everyone. It makes some sense because the weather this time of year, you're not going to have to worry about snow or thunderstorms as much. Yeah, that's true, and I think the other site, the National League site, might be Texas is what I've heard, but nothing's been announced yet. But you can understand why baseball wants to do that. It would seem really unfortunate to fight through everything everybody's had to fight through to get a regular season played, and then, uh, you know, the Twins just got done playing the Cardinals. They didn't play for two and a half weeks because they had an outbreak. That's what baseball wants to avoid. That's why there's at least serious consideration given to the bubble format to take the teams, isolate them, say in Southern California, and, and play out the field there. You've got three major league parks there, uh, Dodger Stadium, Angel Stadium, and then the, the ballpark in San Diego. Uh, that's doable. I've even heard that they're considering having the players the last week of the regular season quarantine themselves in hotels to further ensure that after a very difficult, arduous regular season, that we will, in fact, have a postseason. We'll have to wait and see whether that uh, plays out that way or not. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind that idea because it's the last thing we want is waiting for a World Series because of a couple of cases of breaking out with right. COVID. That is for sure. That's a very good point. Well, Dick, thanks so much. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, hopefully we can keep on rolling here. Like I said, it's hard to believe it's the middle of September, but it sure makes it fun. It's, it's, it's already the stretch run here. Yeah, we're counting down the days, unfortunately, for the end of the regular season. The good news is it looks like the Twins will be in the postseason. All right, very good, Dick. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday. All right, Derek. Thank you.